What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. Pastor Fran, I'm extremely grateful. I'm excited that we're doing this talk. You know, I look forward to, to this every time we get to do it. We did this in, during the week two on live. How many caught the live this week? Yeah. Did you should, we keep the, should we keep the lives going? Okay, we'll, 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 we'll have a conversation about that to see if we keep it going. This talk is absolutely important to you and I, and this talk is important to this church. Uh, we take an opportunity to do this because we believe that if we have healthy relationships, mm-hmm. healthy friendships, mm-hmm. healthy marriages, then we'll have a healthy church. That's right. That's it right. can't work the other way around. That's right. Having a healthy church is a consequence of having healthy marriages, relationships, friendships, and families. That's right. So it is absolutely important for us to have this talk. It's much more than just coming up here and just talking about our relationship. It's deeper than that because the theme of this church for this year is what? Where's my church at? Unity. Unity. Our theme is unity. And the Bible says in Amos, and we could throw this scripture out, if we have this, in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? So this is very simple. When it comes to relationship, we absolutely have to get on the same page. That's right. That's right. My 10, that was, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good place right there. So if you're next to your boo thing, if you're next to your spouse, just tell them, let's get on the same page. Let's get on the same page. If you are single, say, I need to get on the same page with myself. I need to get on the same page with myself. <laughs> Two cannot walk together or be in covenant or be in a relationship and it be successful, healthy, growing, maturing if they are not on the same page. So what we want to do is have a conversation uh, that I, we believe will be helpful and will benefit you for us to get on the same page. As I mentioned, we've been together now 12 years. Uh, well, really this year, don't, November of this year, it'll be 13, 13 years that we've actually been together. Um, and can, and can, I just, can I just boast in the Lord a little bit? Not, and not in us, but is it alright if I just boast in how good my God has been to us? Yes. And hopefully as I boast in the Lord, you can receive this for yourself. Right. In the 13, going on 13 years that we've been together, we've never had conversation about separation or divorce. That, that, wasn't, that, wasn't, that, wasn't for you to, that wasn't for you to hate. That was for you to celebrate because if God did it for us, he will do it for you. I know. That's right. We've never had talk about separation, about divorce. Three babies le- later, uh, a full-on ministry, careers, entrepreneurial endeavors. Uh, we are extremely busy, but the Lord has been so gracious to us, and I can honestly say that I am more in love than ever in this season of my life. That was a good place for you to say, aww. I was trying to win points, but my, my 15, y'all not helping me out. Uh, I'm more in love now more than ever. So I believe that God has given us tools because this is not a thing of us saying, uh, well, God has blessed us, and so just look at us and celebrate us. No, no. We want to give you the tools because we believe that God has called you to also have a blessed, healthy marriage despite what you might have seen growing up. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
despite of the relationships and the, the turmoil that you've seen and your friends and your cousins and your auntie Pookie and them, uh, despite all of that, we believe that God desires for you to have a healthy, thriving marriage relationship dynamic. And so we're going to be sharing some very practical things. So I just want to stress the emphasis of how important this is for us to have unity, for you to understand the place that we come from, know, know our hearts that we're not by no means saying that we are perfect. But we serve a perfect God. That's right. That's we are not perfect, but because we serve a perfect God, he has enabled us to get to the place that we are at. Everything that we're going to share today, I want to preface by saying that it is built on biblical principle. Mm -hmm. So if you are not a believer, some things, I'm going to be honest, may not make sense to you, and that's all right. I pray that you become a believer. If you're not a believer, I pray that you come to know the Lord Jesus, that's because right. if there's ever been a time that we needed Jesus, it's the time that we're living in now. That's and right. if I were you, I would get saved myself that's right now, if I were you. So, right. so I want to let you know that's our foundation. Everything is biblical. So, so if you are a believer, this is for you. If you're not, I'm so glad that you're here so we can share our perspective, that's and right. my prayer is that you get saved and you'll realize what God can do in your That's relationships. Right. That's right. That's right. Let's get right into it. Y'all ready? All right. We had a conversation during our live talk where we had a very interesting question, and it was so good that we had to cut it off because we said we don't want to just give a cookie-cutter, quick 30-second answer, but we want to dive a little deeper into that thing. So we were asked the questions. We're going to start with the singles. Singles, where you at? Okay. Let's, let's do it again and raise your hand, but watch this. Let me give you the instruction. As you're waving your hand and giving me a good, woo, making noise, I want you to look around so you can see who else is single. <laughs> I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help y'all. Right. Okay. Now, y'all, my single folk. Okay, raise your hand. Let me know if you're single. Okay, look around. Hey, some of y'all single, you didn't even raise your hands for that one. My folks that are married, make some noise. Married folks are excited. You're more excited because usually we ask single folks, they, woo. Married folks, hey. It was Valentine's okay, Day, okay. babe. Okay, huh? oh, so, oh, okay. We just Valentine's got out of Valentine's week. Day. You should have oh, asked them I should have asked two weeks. If I, okay, I'm going to ask again in two <laughs> If it's complicated, make some noise. <laughs> Let's get right into it. My singles, we're going to start with you because we always, I know, we tend to overlook, but I don't, I, I want to go dive right into you. Should I wait or should I date? <laughs> Let's answer the Let's get question. Into it. Let's, Let's get, get into right it. into it. Y'all ready? We're going to get right into it. Okay. So we got this question while we were on the live and uh, Pastor Sergio and I said, like he was saying, we just, we didn't want to overlook it. We, we promised on the live that we were going to address it today. So here's our answer. The short version is, you should wait on the Lord. But I'm going to break it down. Break it down. We're going to break it down. Break it down. All right? Because the, the very first thing we need to, to look at is the word dating. There are different interpretations of what dating is, first and foremost. I want you all to know that dating is not found in the Bible. Dating is a man-made concept and notion that we practice in American society today. What we do find in the Bible and what the Bible does imply, so we can, we can read the scripture and we can reword, and there are implications um, that, that are tied to what we know of today as courtship. Um, so I do wanna break that down because in the time that we're living in today, dating is just hooking up. 
you just want somebody to hook up with. Whatever hooking up means to you, all right? It just, it means like just maybe getting to know somebody, nothing very serious, we're just here, we're just there. So I'm gonna be very honest with you. In Proverbs, and we're gonna, we're gonna look at scripture for this, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22, I think we do have that scripture. Um, the Bible is clear, it says this is, and this is coming from King Solomon, the, one, the wisest man in the world. Um, he said, he who finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord, all right? He who finds, that means you're doing what? You're searching, you're looking, right? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. You are searching and you are looking with purpose. It doesn't say he who finds a hookup, he who finds somebody to pass time with, he who finds somebody so that they no longer feel lonely, or somebody to have on their arm, or somebody to trophy around with. It says, he who finds a wife, it means I am looking with intention to find somebody that will compliment me. So, if you are just dating, and the intent is not marriage, don't kill me, but I'm gonna be very honest with you. You're just wasting your time with somebody. If marriage is not the intent, if marriage is not the end goal, you are wasting your time. It's not coming from me. It's coming from scripture. Okay, so if you are dating without the intent of getting married, you're wasting your time. I'm sorry if I'm gonna stir some feathers, you know, ruffle some feathers here. It's maybe all right. After this, Is it all right if we go maybe in? Maybe after this, some of y'all might have to break up or re-examine your relationship. Ooh. But the reality is, I am being, I'm being so honest with you, there's no other way around it. If you look at the relationships that you were in when you were a teenager, Think about it. It is very rare that anybody ever marries their high school sweetheart. I'm not saying it's not impossible, I'm just saying it's rare. Because the level of maturity is not there. Marriage was never the intent. So what did you do? You wasted your... You gave your talent, your treasure, your resources to somebody who was never meant to be the one. So in the season that you are in now, should you date or should you wait? You should wait on the Lord, but you should do it with expectancy. That means that instead of dating the way the world tells us to date, there are certain ways that you can date, quote unquote date. As a matter of fact, the Bible really talks about, um, is, 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 talks a lot about fellowship talks a lot about breaking bread together, talks a lot about us being in community. Yeah. And so when we think about dating in the context, if we're gonna think about it in the context of, of, of a biblical foundation, it really should be done in group settings. Yeah. As a matter of fact, research shows that one-on-one -on -one dating has too much pressure. One-on-one, -on -one, when you're dating with somebody just one-on-one, -on -one, you're going out with somebody for the very first time, there's a lot of facade. There's a lot of mask that gets put on. There's a, let me make myself the person that he wants to see. Uh, let me make myself the person that she wants to see. So there's a lot of pretending. 
and there isn't anything that really is being real that is shown on a first date. I'm being real because we, you know we've all done it. Yeah. We've, you know, even us girls, we're like, we don't even want to wear these heels, but we're going to wear them because it's a date. <laughs> pretending, pretending to, you know, we just want to impress somebody, so we're just going to throw it all on. But the reality is, is that when we are doing it with the right intention, I don't necessarily need to go on a one-on-one -on -one with you the first time to know whether or not you're fit for me. I can do that in a group setting. In a group setting, I actually am able to see your interactions with other people, your level of socializing, how you respond to certain situations, what type of relationships you have around you, who hey. are the people that are close That's to you, who are the friend. people that are influencing you. That's good. And then when I see that and I say, you know what, I like the people that this person hangs with. I can see he has good accountability around him. I can see she has good accountability around her. Then, from there, you take the next step. And now you begin to pray, and the intent is now, if I'm gonna have a conversation with you and we're gonna take this deeper, the intention should always be towards marriage. That's good. But you I got think some, we can you celebrate that. That was good. If you are waiting, waiting is not what we think waiting to be. Mm -hmm. Waiting is not sitting on our hands. That's right. And doing nothing. Mm -hmm. We should be intentional about praying about having an expectation, about looking. And how do you look to find? Yes, break You have that down. to know what you're looking for in the first place. Yes, break that down. You break can't down. find what you need if you don't know what you're looking for in the first place. That's right. That's so you can be looking around and say, that's it, that's what I want, that's what I need, but you've been looking in the wrong place because you never know what you needed to be looking for in the first place. Right. And I always say this in the context of relationship, what's vital and important to look for if you are single and you are praying. How many of y'all praying, like really yeah. waiting on the Lord and praying? Mm -hmm. All right, what you need to be looking for in that person, if there is potential, is who they are, mm -hmm. whose they are, and what is their vision. Three things. I would write that down if I were you. Who they are, whose they are, and what is their vision. It is unbelievable. Oh, catch this before I get into that. You should be able to answer those questions for yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Before you go out looking, if you don't know who you are, mm -hmm. if you don't know whose you are, what does that mean? That you belong to the Lord That's first right. and foremost. That's right. That's the whose you are. The who you are is, is at least having a concept and grasping that you have a foundation and, and having an idea of who you are in terms of, in terms of your personality, mm -hmm. in terms of the things that you've been through, in, time, in, in terms of your likes, your dislikes, knowing who you are in terms of your security. The, mm -hmm. uh, uh, when you look at the mirror, you're not battling with all sorts of insecurities and you're wanting to be another person, you're competing on social media. Mm -hmm. That doesn't exist. When you know who you are, you are confident in the person with your flawed self, right. with your, even, even though you have corn on your toes, you That's still right. say, thank you, Lord, you made me the way that I am, yes. even though yes. you snort when you laugh, even though you bow-legged when you walk, even though one, one leg is shorter than the other. Like, <laughs> when you know who you are, you're not worried and saying, but that person has that, that person has that, but you're saying, the person I am, I'm grateful, That's and right. I embrace who I am, That's because right. God fearfully and wonderfully made That's me right. the way that I That's am. Right. That's right, that's right.
So when you're able to answer the, I know who I am, I know, here it is, this is a good one, that I belong to Jesus. That's so right. nobody's, I'm not looking to, for anybody to fulfill me. That's right. That's right. I hope you caught that. When you know who you are, you're not looking for purpose, completion. You know, we say that all the time. And I've said it to my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, you complete me. But we know what it means. But we know the truth is Jesus makes That's me right. whole. That's Jesus right. completes me. He is my source. He is my foundation. So That's catch right. this. She doesn't fulfill me, but she is a compliment to the joy that I have in Jesus. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So before I am her husband, I am first a child of God. That's right. That's right. Because when you live that way, regardless of, what, of how she acts, mm -hmm. or regardless of how I act, nothing will move me from the place of knowing whose I am that's because right. my source is God. That's right. That's Not right. Not people. That's right. That's why when you don't know whose you are, as soon as you break up, you're ready to, you're ready to, you, you're sitting in the dark, <laughs> you playing some Drake eating ice cream, but when you know whose you are, and you break up with somebody that you were never called to be with in the first place. That's right, talk about it. <laughs> you may have to shed some tears, I know. Uh, yeah. You may need to get a hug or two from your closest friends, I know. Mm -hmm. You may have to ask for prayer, I know. Mm -hmm. But you say, if God closed that door, yeah. I know that he has better right. because I know whose I am. Right. And if I know whose I am, I'm going to be all right. That's right. That's right. Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. It is unbelievable. Is this good, by the way? It's unbelievable how much research we do for so many things, but mm -hmm. not for relationships. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, do me a favor. In the monitors, at least tone it, tone it down, because if I get too excited, I'm hearing that music, I'm going to want to shout above it, and I'm here to just <laughs> share. So in the monitors, if we could turn the, the background back a little bit. So catch this. Before you get a car, you will check the Carfax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Before you purchase anything in your home, you're, you're watching YouTube tutorials. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, you're Googling the reviews. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that for relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It got super quiet on my right <laughs> side. <laughs> and it's amazing the decisions that we make. Do you know when you get in a relationship, that's nothing to play with? Mm -hmm. Because the only thing that you cannot get back in life is time. That's right. You can't get, you can get money back. Mm -hmm. If you lose a home, you can get another one. Mm -hmm. If you lose a job, you can get another one. Mm -hmm. If you lose a friend, you can get another one. If you lose material things, you But when it comes to relationships, mm -hmm. the one thing you can't get back is all that you invested in a That's person. Right. That's right. So can I give those single people a word of caution and a word of wisdom? Mm -hmm. Don't make decisions, and this is good for you to write it down. Catch Don't make it. decisions based on infatuations or feelings. That's right. Base them on facts. That's right. That's right. That's right. Don't make your decisions based on attraction, although that's not a thing that you should neglect. But don't make your sole decision based on attraction, mm -hmm. but make it based on a track record. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So many of us, when we fall into that infatuation stage, all we see is people are telling you, like, I don't know if that's going to work. 
I don't see, ooh, Lord, I know I'm going in. I don't see that going anywhere. Mm. They have no purpose for employment. Mm -hmm. They play Xbox all day. Mm. They sit on social media all day, every day, talking about I am looking for a job. Mm. <laughs> Nothing is happening. They don't build your spiritual life. Mm. Talk about they don't that. pray with you. Mm. They can't give you a word of encouragement when you need it. Mm. I know I'm going mm. there right now. Mm. But you sit there and say, but they have potential. Oh, the biggest mistake. Can I deliver make. single people? This is because you're going to save yourself. Don't make your decisions based on promises and potential. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's right. Invest in the person that's already taking those that's steps. Right. That's right. That's right. Can I just add real quick? On a tr I no, know, go baby. ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, go. can I? Flow. And you got this. But I'm a, yeah. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to see a track record. Mm -hmm. Does this person know who they are, whose they are, and what is their future? Do they have a vision in life? Because if they have vision, they have, they have purpose, mm -hmm. they have direction, mm -hmm. they have clarity. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, that, that at the season you're in, you'll have the answers to everything, mm -hmm. but at least grasp a concept and an idea. Don't, don't, don't invest mm -hmm. all that you are into a person based on promises and potential because you're gonna be looking down in 10 years talking That's about, right. they still have potential That's though. That's right. That's right. That's right. And you're dragging that person mm -hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You up here serving the Lord, being faithful, and you're praying, and you're fasting, and you're, and you're changing the world, and, here, and, and, and you're dragging them for, to just come to church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're trying to build that business, and all they're doing is tearing you down and telling you why it's not possible, of how it's going to fail, of how doubtful and fearful you are. But when you have vision. That's right. That's right. You know that you're a person that has assignment in life. Mm -hmm, that's right. And when you have an assignment, the Lord will bring you somebody that will align with your assignment. That's right. That's so right. when I got with Pastor Fran, she was beautiful, she was gorgeous, but here's what attracted me the most. She knew who she was. Mm -hmm. She wasn't fooling around, gossiping with, with her friends. She wasn't around doing ratchet endeavors and activities. Mm -hmm. She knew who she was in God. She did. knew that she belonged to Jesus, and, and I knew that she would love Jesus more than she would love me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here's the third thing. I knew that she had a vision, mm -hmm. and I said, I got a vision. Mm -hmm. She has a vision. Assignment with assignment. Vision with vision, and here we are. That's right. That's right. That's right. You said what I was going to say. Just go ahead. Go so in. So it's good. Go it's in. Good. No, no, no. Say something else. Uh, <laughs> Are you I catching this? Are you catching this? Are you catching this? I catch think one I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, but I know that this is, <laughs> and I'm going to be quiet. I promise. I promise. This is how we talk at home, by the way. <laughs> Evaluate. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm telling you this. I want to, I'm saying things in a light manner. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying it in a joking way so that you can laugh as I'm saying it. Mm -hmm. So that you, so you can, so it's like, it tastes like candy, but it's really medicine. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, do not waste your time. That's right. Can you look at the person beside you and tell them, don't waste your time. Mm -hmm. Don't waste your time. 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 Go ahead, baby. Um... To piggyback off of what you said, one of the things we tend to 
find ourselves having conversations with people all the time is that they're in relationships that are projects. And the worst thing you can do for yourself is be in a relationship that is a project. That is not your assignment. God never called you to fix somebody. He didn't call you to repair somebody. He didn't call you to, that is not your assignment. <laughs> Do not get with a project. Give people time to figure out who they are, whose they are, and what their vision is. I'm not saying that maybe the person that you might be talking to right now isn't the one. I don't want you to, Pastor Fran, Pastor Sergio said this <laughs> on Sunday, so we gonna break up because you're not the one. Although, that, if the Holy Spirit is telling you that, then, you know, press on. But what I am saying is, make sure that you're evaluating any courtship, dating, anybody that you are currently with, Listen, you may have a ring on your finger, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that, you still have time. If you need to get out, run now. Do not marry a project. As long as the person you are seeing is aiming towards the things that Pastor Sergio was mentioning, they know who they are, they know who they are, they have a vision for their life, they're developing all of those things, then you know that you have something that you can work with, somebody that you can work with. But the worst thing that I think we've ever seen is when people just marry a project and then now you're in it and all you can do at that point is pray, which leads us into our next point. Because now this is for people who are already in, this is not for the people who have time to get out. This is now for the people who are already in the relationship. Because if you have the time to get out, don't come to me later talking about, oh, you know, I don't know what I did. You heard all of this stuff before you said yes. But if you are now in a relationship, um, you're, in a, you're in your marriage, and you're at a place now where, you know, maybe things aren't necessarily aligning. You didn't necessarily know the Lord uh, before you got into the marriage. Um, wherever you might be in the marriage, or maybe you guys are in a good place, we do want to make sure, because we are on the prayer series, we want to make sure that we also touch on prayer. Because if we are very honest with you, we would not be where we currently are without prayer. I cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I want to share research with you because a lot of people just think prayer should be, um, that prayer is like the last resort. It should be your first response yes. to everything, especially when it comes to your marriage. So I want to share with you some research that was actually done. Y'all know I'm a sociologist at heart, so I love to bring you hard data and numbers. But there is a body of work of research that shows that couples, couples who pray daily, daily is the key. Daily, not on the here and there. Couples who pray daily have a 99.9% .9 chance of staying together. And if you're thinking of all the Christian couples that you know who've divorced or whose marriages haven't worked out, those are not the people we're talking about because they weren't praying together Day. daily. Of those, you should know that only 4% of Christian couples report praying together daily. That's one out of every 25. Four out of 100, two out of 50. 
I'm not gonna say in this church, but if we have 25 relation marriages in this church, based on research, that means that only one of us is praying daily, together daily. But my prayer is that in this house, at Hope Center, we're raising up a church Hallelujah. that has relationships and marriages that understand the importance of praying daily. There is also research that shows that it does matter, regardless of what you think, okay? We're going to the facts. The facts show that it does matter whether or not the couple shares the same belief system. It does matter whether or not they attend church together. And it does matter whether or not they read their Bibles on a consistent basis. All of those things do matter when it comes to marriages surviving. I hope you're taking notes if you're in a marriage because these are all things that you need to be putting into practice. Babe, what do you have to add on this point when it comes to praying? Let's talk about our experience. It's, it's absolutely vital. We say in this church that prayer is a heartbeat, mm -hmm. but that's just not in church. That's mm -hmm. for life as a whole. That's right. Prayer should be your heartbeat should be the thing that you thrive on, that you look forward to, that truly sustains you. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many experiences and seasons we've been through. We've been through, we've been through some financial storms. Yep. We've been through emotional storms. Mm -hmm. We've been through loss, mm -hmm. grief, mm -hmm. trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, what haven't we gone through? Mm -hmm. Physical uh, situations, sickness, different things. And the common thread throughout all of those seasons, mm -hmm. as we look back and what sustained us, maintained us, and not only maintained us to survive, mm -hmm. but catch this, you're not just meant to survive, you're meant to thrive. That's right. What has made us thrive is the power prayer. of prayer. That's right. And so you'll, you'll realize that's why it's vital, going back to the first point, it's important that you share common beliefs. Because can I tell you, this Bible stuff still works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Doing it God's way, I know what society, my YouTube family, I know what society is telling you, mm -hmm. that this is antiquated, that this is old school, that this is not for today. We're doing things our way, but I still believe in doing things God's That's way, right. honoring right. family, honoring marriage, and honoring the word of God. Right. I still believe in it, and I, I wish I had a stronger yeah. praise for that. <laughs> I still believe in that. So don't at me on Instagram and don't email me. I still, I stand by that. Yes. What I've realized is it's important for you to share a common foundation in what you believe mm -hmm. uh, because it is amazing what God would do through prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be the savior for somebody, as That's we said right. earlier. Mm -hmm. Any of you, okay, I was going to say raise your hand, but don't raise your hand. No, no, no. But no. let's just like, <laughs> let's do an inventory. You ever try to save somebody? And I believe it was a prophetic word given by 3-6 Mafia in the, in the 90s that said, don't save her. She don't want, they don't know nothing about that. <laughs> you can't save somebody. Mm -hmm. You can't save him. You can't save her. That's why we have Jesus. He's the savior. That's right. right? So it's, that's why it's so amazing to be tapped in. You're both connected to the Lord. You're both connected to the Holy Spirit because when there are areas about each other that, mm -hmm. that work each other's nerves, mm -hmm. can we be real? I'm feeling my left side. My right hand side, are you still here? Are you still awake? Okay. Uh, when, you know, relationships can be complicated. Mm -hmm. Relationships at times can be 
if we're real. It gets frustrating. Yeah. It gets tiring. Yeah. There's a lot of layers. It's not just always roses, a bed of roses, and everything's beautiful, and everything's uh, conflict-free. In fact, if you are in a true growing relationship, there's always conflict. That's right. That's right. Say that again. If you are truly growing, there's always tension. That's right. Like anything that grows requires, if, if you are working out and your muscles are growing, you feel the tension and the soreness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anything that grows, you always feel a tension. That's right. But those who succeed know that conflict doesn't mean fight and we end it. Mm -hmm. They understand that conflict means an opportunity for us to grow and get clarity out of one another. That's right, that's right, that's right. So what's important is when conflict arises, when you pray together, there are things that she has, my wife, because Fellas, can we keep it real? Our, the Lord has used our wives to save us time after time. <laughs> Brother, Pastor Reese, thank you for being the only one to admit it <laughs> along with me. God has given our wives, and I said wives, has given our wives divine wisdom. That's why the Bible says, he who finds a wife, a wife finds a good thing and attains favor. My wife has been my favor factor. <laughs> she, is, she has given me so much wisdom that God has given to her. Mm -hmm. But can I keep it real? There are many times I haven't listened at first. He admits it. <laughs> but watch this. She'll try to get through me, and of course, with my stubborn self at times, I'm like, no, that's not it, or I'm trying to figure it out on my own. You know what she does? She's like, wait one minute. And she begins <laughs> to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> You know what needs to happen. You need to touch this. She's not fighting. I, I wish some wives would catch this. She's not nagging me. Mm. <laughs> I, I feel like I lost a lot of people. <laughs> She's not nagging me. Mm -hmm. She's not fighting me. She's not yelling at me. She's praying for me. That's right. That's right. And watch what happens. Two, three days later, I'll come and I'm like, you know what, babe? I was thinking about the other day what you told me. Mm-hmm. And what you're... <laughs> is, do I have a witness in this place? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm thinking about what you told me, and it, it makes a lot of sense. And she's like, I know. <laughs> I was praying that the Lord will reveal it to you. That's because right. if you have the same Holy Spirit in each That's of you, right. That's right. the things that you can't do for that person or you can't accomplish on your own or you can't get to them, you just begin to whisper it to the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's the key. <laughs> That's right. And watch this. Then the Holy Spirit begins to whisper it to That's that person. Right. That's right. I wish I had a church That's that was right. prayerful That's and you right. knew that the power of prayer can change your entire marriage. So that husband that don't want to serve the Lord cannot mm -hmm. encourage a wife, begin yeah. to lift them up in prayer, yeah. begin to declare that they belong to Jesus, yeah. that God can do the impossible, that God, I wish I had a church, that God is able to do a work in their lives. Yeah. You just begin, not fight them, but begin to intercede on their That's behalf. Right. That wife that, wanna, that doesn't want to serve the Lord, begin to pray for them and declare that they belong to the Lord That's and right. prophesy that you see them serving Jesus. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm talking real stuff. That's right. I don't play with this relationship stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, tell I'm telling you real stuff. You're trying to fight a spiritual battle with your natural strength. That's right. That's right. When you go through conflict, when you go through arguments, when you go through all types of situations and storms in life, don't try to fight those natural, mm -hmm. those spiritual battles by your natural means. That's right. 
fight spiritual battles by spiritual means. Mm -hmm. That's why when we don't know what to do, we just look to each other and we, and, and, and we do what we've always done and has given us victory. We begin to pray with each other. That's right. When we go through situations that we don't have an answer for, I look to her and say, babe, I really don't know how. The Lord called us to start a church plant and we didn't have anybody with us. I said, I don't know how we're going to do this, but let's do what we've always done, and we began to pray. The Lord sent us four leaders, Mm -hmm. and when we've gone through storms in this ministry, when we've gone through storms in our family, when we've gone through financial storms, when we've gone through through situations that you couldn't even believe or imagine that we've gone through, because you think because you see us strong that we don't go through anything, Mm -hmm. but we go through so much. Mm But the difference is when we are facing those situations, we grab each other by the hand when we're facing those situations. And we say our God will give us the victory. Our God will supply all of our needs. Our God will make a way where there is no way. That's why we pray. That's right. Hallelujah. I feel the glory of God. No, you hit it right on the nail, babe. You hit the nail right on the head. So in short, pray. power in prayer. In short, pray. Yes. I do want to just mention that when you do approach your time of prayer, because as individuals we need to be praying, not just praying together with our partners, but praying individually. When you do approach prayer, you should approach it from um, the perspective that prayer is for you. Prayer changes you. Don't go to God because you're praying for him to change somebody else. That's good. That's not why we come to God in prayer. I, yeah, that's not the only reason. I come to God and have my devotion time and my prayer time because I know that there's still, I am still a work in progress. In the same way that my husband is a work in progress, I am also a work in progress. And there might be things about him that get on my nerves. All right, so on let's our do the benediction. Nose. Lift your hands. <laughs> May the Lord bless you. <laughs> There might be things about him that get on my nerves, but the reality is is that oftentimes I have to come to the Lord and say, is it him or is it me? And if it's me, then change my perspective. If I'm having a problem that really is, is, is something that I need to deal with internally, if the way that he says something is bothering me because I have daddy issues or because I have ego pride. or because I have pride or, or maybe he's asking me to do something and in that moment I don't want to submit, whatever the case, because I'm like, you don't know better than me in this area, so I'm not going to submit to you in this area. <clears throat> I'm going there. Then there are times when the Holy Spirit has to check me. And that's the awesome thing about being with somebody who is also in prayer. Hallelujah. Because the same Holy Spirit that convicts you is also going to convict them. And there's many times when I've had to come to God in prayer and God is just like, daughter, that's your ego. That's your pride. My son is right and you need to submit. Or there's times when I'm like, but God, you know, and God is like, I know he's not right, but I'm still calling you to submit. Let me work with him. Uh, stop the nagging, stop the yelling. You know why? Because we when got a witness we, in the back. Yes, the we got Thank some, you for keeping it real. Thank you for the people Praise who the keep Lord. it real. You know why? And this is so, I hope that you catch this. It is a simple truth, but it is a truth that can change your life. When you understand that your partner does not belong to you. Mm. 
but that they belong to God, then the way that you approach them will change because they were created in the image and the likeness of God. And the, in the same way that God calls you his daughter or his son, he also says the same thing about the person that you are with. So instead of approaching them as I am better than you, the Bible actually calls us to honor them. And so it is easier for me to honor somebody when I understand that they are also children of God. So there's times when I don't really want to submit. Let's be honest, as women, I'm, I, I, the, the type of person that I am, I, uh, my personality type, I, I come from a very strong, independent Dominican household. And so us women, Dominican women, like if the man ain't doing it, we gonna get it done. And we're strong and we're bold and we don't need you. I can open my own door and I can pay for my own Somebody stuff. Somebody said yes. <laughs> and if you want to walk out, then you can because I will figure this out for my children. That's the home I come from. But God had to use my husband to get this level of independent, misindependent. That's not what he wanted. Yeah. I had to learn that even with the personality that I have, as a woman, I am still called to submit. And it is easier to submit when you have a man who you know is after God's heart. Because if he loves God first, you know that he's gonna lead your home in the right direction. And so there's been many times in prayer that God has had to work in my heart and tell me, even if he is wrong, you submit and let me work with my son. Because catch this, there's many times when he's had to be quiet because God has said the same thing to him. And he'll remind me the scripture where he mm -hmm. says, because we talk, she used the word submit and that's biblical, that's in the book of Ephesians. And it says, wives, and this is the portion that most churches, they throw out when the pastor and the preacher, they throw that out there, and all the men in the church say, amen, pastor. It says, uh, wives, submit to your husbands. And that's when all the brothers shout, amen, right? <laughs> right? They get excited for that part. But catch this, for the men, it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And gave himself and, up. And catch the second uh -huh. part. He said he gave himself up to the point of death. Mm-hmm. So submission for a woman becomes easy when a man is devoted to her the way Christ was devoted to the church. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm going to enjoy this when we're playing it back. That's right. Because I feel like we're teaching good. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a thing of mutual submission to one another. As we submit to Christ, submitting to one another becomes mm -hmm. easy. That's Let right. me give you a, 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 a this century now term for submission, teamwork. That's right. That's what it is. No one is better than the other. Not a person in front of you, not a person behind you, not a person under you. But we are in this thing side by side. That's it is right. teamwork. That's right. And as that begins to happen, you create a culture, and I hope you're still taking notes, a culture of honor in your relationships and in your marriage and in your, and in your family dynamic. Honor, honor, honor. Honor holds esteem. It holds weight. It holds value. I don't just look at my wife, as she mentioned, as just another woman. When I look at my wife, I, when, if she's in a room, in this room or in a room of a thousand or a hundred thousand women, she is the only one that I see. Mm -hmm. Thank you, babe. I know, I Thank know. Thank you, babe. I love you. That's called honor. Mm -hmm. That's called cherishing. And when you honor, honor is life-giving. That's right. But when you don't have honor, so when I look at her, I, I see the God in her. Mm -hmm. I see Christ in her. I see that she's a child of God. I see that she has purpose. That's why I'm her biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
No one roots for my wife more than I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one supports my wife more than I do. Mm-hmm. No one believes in my wife more than I do because I honor her. And it's the same way back. Any dream I've ever had from God, any vision, any endeavor, any project, she is the first one to say, we will do this in Jesus' name. That's right. So what begins to happen is when you have a culture of honor, then you have a culture that, it, that, it, that acknowledges. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw something that I hope you catch. When you acknowledge, you maintain, sustain a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. But when there's no honor, there's no acknowledgement, and when there's no acknowledgement, whatever you had ends up leaving your life. That's right. Let me work this thing. What you fail to honor, you fail to acknowledge. You used to tell her she looked beautiful. You used to, you used to tell her how much, how much you valued her. You used to tell him that he was the only one that, that, that you had eyes for. Now you got eyes for him and a couple other on Instagram. <laughs> you used to lift him up. You used to boost him up. You used to encourage him. You used to buy him gifts. You used to date. But then what begins to happen is life. But life happens. I had kids. Don't use your kids as an excuse to lose your marriage. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We're going to end this soon. Don't worry. We're going to end this soon. I know. I know. This thing is. uh, We're going to end this soon. So when you fail to honor, you fail to acknowledge, and whatever you don't acknowledge will will always end up leaving you. So don't ask yourself, what happened? Mm -hmm. What happened? I thought they loved me. You stopped acknowledging. Mm -hmm. And when you stop acknowledging, you stop honoring, and whatever you had ends up leaving you. That's right. And then when the thing that you you knew you needed ends up leaving you, now you're running back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So what do I want to tell you? Men, don't let anybody tell your wife more than you how, how beautiful she is. That's right how much you value her, how much you support her. Don't let anybody root for your wife more than you root for your wife. And don't let anybody cheer for your man. When, when you see That's him right. doing, when you see him washing dishes, baby, you, you killed that. Nobody washed the dishes like you. Baby, you passed, I, I love the way you pass in a vacuum. Baby, the way you made that bowl of cereal because you can't make anything else, but you made that bowl of cereal. Can't nobody make it like you. That's right. I'm helping somebody. And then when they're washing dishes, women, I'm going to help you too. <laughs> As they're washing dishes and you come around, just hug them from the back and be like, baby, I appreciate you so much. They so- <laughs> I'm helping someone, Pastor Reese. I'm helping somebody. And this is not, this is not a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. But I told her last week. But I told him last week, here's the biggest lie the enemy will have you fooled with. They already know how I feel. I don't need to do all of that. That's right. Uh, Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It don't take all of that. And then you're talking about, why'd you leave? Mm -hmm. I'm staying with my mom. Mm. (laughs) I'm in your house right now. I'm in your bedroom right now. (laughs) I'm staying with my mom. But when you have honor, Mm -hmm. you have life. 
When you have life, the Holy Spirit thrives in that environment. When you have honor, it builds you up. When you have honor, it glorifies Jesus. When you have honor, you will see a blessed marriage. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will have a marriage and a relationship of honor. That's right. Let's quit, babe. Let's quit. Let's quit now. I think we gave a lot. Yeah, we did. Was this good, by the way? Did did everybody catch something? Okay. Okay, let's quit. Okay, that's good. Um, to wrap this up, let's yeah. conclude it. Yeah. I, I do just want to make, or just make one last point because this touches with everybody in this room. As human beings, we are constantly evolving. And that means that different seasons will require or bring out of us different things. Um, somebody put this beautifully uh, when they talked about when you're making soup, right, the soup has so many different ingredients and as you're pouring them into the, into the water of the soup, everything's at the bottom. But then as soon as the, the heat turns up, the pressure, uh, the ingredients begin to come to the top as they're being boiled. So seasons in your life will develop you, will bring things out of you that you probably didn't know were there, good and bad. So it's important for us to understand whether we are single, we're in a relationship, we're searching, we're with somebody already, that we are constantly evolving as human beings. And this is why it is so important for you to have a vision for your life. Because when you get with somebody who also has vision, if you've you've worked in business settings, you know that vision uh, statements or vision documents, they call them living documents. And that's because they constantly evolve. Somebody who understands vision knows that the person that I married today is not going to be the same person that I am with 13 years down the line because they're constantly evolving. So there might be moments of tension. There might be um, moments that are challenging because of the seasons that we're going through that are causing us to evolve. But because we understand that as humans we are evolving, we can learn to embrace and appreciate the person that we are with. I, am, I don't look the same as when he met me. I don't dress the same, I don't speak the same, I don't, there's wow. a whole bunch of things that are different about me now 13 years, 13 years later. We've, I, I feel like I've been married to six different men when it comes to him. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever people tell me like I'm bored in my relationship, Are people evolving? Are you evolving? Are you being stretched? Are you being challenged? Or are you stagnant? Because nobody wants to sit or be be behind a parked car. Nobody wants that. So if you both are not moving together, you will become frustrated in the season that you're in. As a single, you know that you become frustrated with yourself when nothing is giving for you. Uh when nothing is changing for you. You become fresh. Even though you might be comfortable in the place that you are in, there is a time and a moment where you become frustrated that everybody else around you is evolving and moving and you are still in the same place. Wow. It is the same when you are in a relationship. That's good. Do not become comfortable where you are in. As human beings, we are called to be stretched, challenged, and constantly evolve. So we leave you with this. 
Make prayer a priority, whether you're single, you're in a relationship, you're looking, you're married, make prayer a priority for your life. Make sure that the Holy Spirit is at the center of everything you do. Look to him for your decisions. Before you look to other people, follow what the Holy Spirit has to say concerning the situation that you are currently in. And whatever season you might be in, if you are currently in a marriage that maybe your, your spouse doesn't serve your, the Lord, you're the only one, I promise you that there is power in prayer. Yeah. Believe for your spouse, because we know that when both of you are in this together, your success rate of not just surviving, because we don't want marriages to just survive, but your success rate for thriving is much higher when you're in this together. So we're praying for you. I think, babe, maybe we should just do a corporate prayer because we have to, yeah. we're out of time. Can I, can I tell you something that's really from, really from my heart? Can I tell you? Can I tell you something? My greatest, my greatest goal in life, this is on record, I tell my church, I tell my spiritual sons and daughters this all the time. My greatest goal in life is not to have the biggest church, although as we're growing, I appreciate the growth in this place. Um, I'm not concerned with fame, popularity. I'm not concerned with uh, more of accomplishing things, although accomplishments are great. What I desire the most out of my life is that when I'm held accountable to my Father in heaven that he would say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. And here it is. It would mean nothing to me if I gained the world but lost my marriage. Gained a business but lose my home. Gained a church but lose this. So my greatest desire, after my relationship with God, it is my family. It is my wife. And I'll just throw a revelation out to you if you didn't know, but, but this is just the order of things. You actually come after my family as a church. The church doesn't come before my family. My family is first and then the church. Because if we're not healthy, we can't help you. But if we're strong, we can help you, and we can encourage you, and we can preach to you, and we can teach to you. My prayer is that you would not take this moment lightly. Don't take this moment lightly. Make serious evaluations about your relationships. Make serious evaluation uh, about whether you will move on with that person, because you, maybe as we've been speaking to you, you've been hit with some harsh truths, and you need to make some hard, tough decisions but it's worth it. Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.